welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to king, to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury and the expression of, of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind the three guys and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then they were bound and thrown into the fiery furnace. And then we know the story. Let it be known to you, O King. We have no need to answer you in this matter. We have a backing. But even if that backing does not deliver us from your hand. We know why we are here. We are not going to succumb to your gods. We know why we are here. I was telling somebody <clears throat> some time ago They wanted me to travel to Europe. It was a good thing. My family wanted me to go to Europe. I was fresh out of high school. My brother had been there for a number of years. And they felt it would be good to have both siblings there. I mean, it was good. It was a good thing. I, I recently got saved. And so I asked the question, what am I going to do in Europe? I was naive. I didn't know anything. And then my uncle said to me, whatever they did, anything that they do there, make you go do. Whatever they do there, do. The people that are there don't have two heads. Bottom line is send money home. At that time, everyone I knew would jump at it. I'm glad, wow, opportunity to go to Europe. But I had just one question. When I get there, what will I do? 
I was naive. I didn't know anything. I wasn't too excited about the travel. So my brother sent a lot of money so they could work my papers and everything so I could travel to Europe. You will see me in Nigeria and I am appreciating me. <laughs> so, uh, in that naive state, I said, okay, if that's what's... But I just had this uneasiness in my heart that if I go, what will I do there? I didn't know anything. I just didn't know anything. And I was concerned about the fact that I wanted to serve God. I didn't even know whether I was going to be a pastor, but I knew I had the call of God on my life. If I go there, am I going to preach? Obviously not. So I said, okay, let's do it. So we got to passport office. And then they, let's do your passport. I sat down, was waiting. Somebody came and brought um, Agbada, the top. Said I should wear it. I said, why? My uncle just said, no, just wear it, just wear it. I, again, I didn't know anything. I said, okay, I wore it. They said, they're going to take my passport photograph. So I stood got to the place, they took my passport photograph, so I was wearing the banner, and then they took the passport photograph, and then they left. After a while, they came back again, they brought a form for me to fill, and then on the name of the form, because as far as I can remember, when they gave back to me, they were calling me Joel, but when they brought that form, the name was Abdul Malik Abdul Salam something. Ah, that was my first flag off that why are they using another name and he said to me Dash, don't worry that that's how they do it immediately there I said to God my destiny is gone honestly I didn't know too much but I, I know enough to say that if I can change my name just because I want to go to Europe then my destiny is gone because if tomorrow I say I have the call of God upon my life and I stand in Europe to say I want to preach, say, are you not Abdul Salam Abdul? No, my name is Joel. How did you enter this country? And then from there, they send me to jail. I now start suffering for what I should not have suffered for. So I said to myself, God, you and I know that I want to serve you. If I go through this route, greatness cannot come out because I would have spoiled the foundation. It would be difficult for me to rise up in Europe because when I'm trying to be great, see, oh boy, remember, Nadagbo, you didn't Just calm down. I won't be able to do anything worthwhile. Say, ah, okay. Ah, let's go and and, and, you know, maybe apply to one organization and rise up in career. You say, oh boy, if they're here, calm down. So you find out that it 
keeps putting a lead on the greatness that wants to come out of you. Why? Because the foundation of entry is wrong. It's wrong. Each time you want to try to rise, you remember how you entered the country illegally and then you can't rise. You can't rise. Have you ever seen anybody check a Forbes 100 list? There's nobody on that list that won lottery. Nobody on Forbes 100 won lottery. Are there people who win lottery? Of course, millions of dollars. But they didn't make it to Forbes 100. You think it's a mistake? No. You don't rise by such things. You don't come into prominence and greatness by, I just the worker, I just see 100 million. No, that's another thing. Greatness is deliberate, calculated, step-by-step -step process. There are people on Forbes 100 list that people in this country are richer than 10 times. But they can never make Forbes 100. Why? Because there's a process to greatness. You'll be tested and verified. How did you make your words? When they say, this person is what so and so and so. Some of you look at it and say, Tinubu get money past this person 10 times. But where will you see him on Forbes? No, because there's a process to it. The kind of greatness that God is calling you to has a process. It's not just anyhow greatness. They make I just hammer. No, no, no. It's not by just hammering. No. No. Say, perhaps I could just win a lottery. And if I win a lottery, my life will be good. Honestly, if you can't see that greatness inside, you will never materialize it on the outside. It will come like a flash and it will be gone. It will be gone. That's why I tell people, look, you are first a millionaire inside before you are outside. A millionaire is not the one that has one million in his account. It's the one that can control millions. No. That have resources at his or her disposal. You're first the millionaire inside. If I give you, if you're shouting, oh, okay, I now say, okay, Doris, give my phone. I transfer two million to you. You're now a millionaire, right? If after two months, you are asking for urgent 2K. You are never a millionaire. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You were never one. You were never one. Money just misrode. Enter your heart. So if all you look for in greatness is the outward expression of greatness, you are missing it. You are missing it. The greatness manifest on the outside must first be internalized. Absorbed internally completely. Soak yourself in the idea. I mean, I, I look at some of my mentors and I, get, I just get mad. I'm looking at them and the things they are doing. I'm like, what is this? What is this? This thing can't be done. What am I doing? I'm soaking myself in it because one day, one day, it will materialize. Not because it's showing up on the outside, but because the clouds are so full of rain. What they do? They empty themselves. 
So you've not taken time to internalize the greatness that God wants for you. And you are chasing the outside. That if only I can get it on the outside. My brother, my sister, if you get it on the outside, I can guarantee you by word of no, not word of knowledge, that you will lose it quickly. 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 And it will come like a flash. And then it's gone. That's what the Bible calls world. Like a flash. Then it's gone. Riches. And it's gone. But if you are inside, let them put you anywhere. Put you in Bujumbura. Put you anywhere. Even take you to Bundu. Put you there. After a while, the forest will become a fruitful field. Because of what you carry. It can never be taken from you. But if all you focus on is on the outside, you're missing the point. That's not the kind of greatness we're talking about. It's the one that you have internalized, that have sat deep inside of you. Over time, you've regurgitated on it, you've meditated on it, you've chewed it. It has become part of you so much that all that is left is for it to come out. If they make it big, they cash out now. Bet Niger, you cash out. Cash out like 50k. The next time, you'll be looking for another 50k to cash out. Your idea of cash out will be that process. And you want to replicate it over and over and over again. But if greatness is inside of you, and that greatness is being fruitful, is multiplying, is bringing out results through the blood, through the word, and through the spirit, that's how you'll be getting your results. That's how you'll be getting it. And you'll not be bothered about where you are now. Because you know that this thing that I have inside, like nice will call it, say, Pastor, you know nice, yes, I know him. It's abinibi. It is not ability. If you don't understand what I'm saying, don't worry. Remain ignorant. It is inside. It's not from the outside. Any help that anyone gives to you that comes from the outside is only temporal. Your true relief experience must come from inside. Any help that someone gives to you on the outside is only temporal. The one that stays, the one that will be productive will, must come from inside. If I give you money, I've helped you on the outside, but that help can only sustain you a little while. But the one that will make impact must come from inside. Your true relief experience must come from inside. And once it comes from inside, no one can take it from you. It becomes yours. You can replicate it anytime, any day, anywhere they put you. Think about that's why I tell people if you want to increase your income, if you are earning 50,000, I've thought this in, in church before. Don't immediately say my faith project is 500,000. Your faith will shipwreck. And it won't be anybody's fault. Just tell yourself from 50,000, Lord, I want to earn 70,000 a month consistently 
And then you now ask yourself, what do I need to do to earn 70,000 consistent? I've done it for years. I keep increasing my income at will. Sometimes I sit down and I say, you know what? I've been on this level for a while. Let's take it up a notch. And I ask God, what do I need to do, Father? Because he's my employer. He's the one that pays me. Forget the jobs and businesses I do. No, he's the one that pays me. So, Lord, how do we increase this thing? We've been earning 300,000 for the past three months. How do we increase it to 500? How do we increase 600? He says, okay, this is what I need you to do. And he begins to tell me, do this, do that, do that. And I start doing it consistently. Consistently. After a month or two, just like Kalu Kalu. It's not Kalu Kalu, but I say just like. The thing just increases. And it feels good. That you are in control of your own. So that one I can replicate it. Nobody can change it for me. I can replicate it. I can. I've done it many times to increase my income from when I was earning 40,000. From when I was earning 40,000. Wow. God has been good. Kai. Imagine you go for, it, for an employment and they give you offer letter. Everything right, everything, ID card, everything, everything, salary, 40K. No, I mean, and I, and I rejoiced. I was grateful to God for it. But I didn't stop there. Something inside of me was asking that, is this all there is to me? How can this increase? What more can I do? How can this increase? And I kept internalizing it to the point where my worth on the inside was more than my worth on the outside. Then before too long, the outside caught up with the inside. What most people do is you try to look for who will pay you more. Don't look for who will pay you more. Ensure that you are worth more. Because your worth attracts. That's just it. I've gone to say, I've, I mean, I was talking, I was telling my PA recently that the company I'm doing something for in the U.S., they said to me that, okay, we're going to re review your, your contract. That we, we hope that you will accept the new offer. I said, hope, okay. I go accept that. Nothing, nothing. Ah, what's there to hope for? Accept it straight. In my mind. What are you hoping? Oh, for anything. Accept it. Why? Because the worth you are inside is already showing out. If you met some people, they say, ah, sorry, uh, uh, we, we know you're you more than this. Uh, just money this $1,000. They say, okay, okay, just for your sake. In your mind, you're like, oh, well. Because your worth inside is already calling for you. And then you meet certain people. You say, bros, I cannot give you past two five. <laughs> and you're wondering why they can't pay you past two five. It's your worth inside. Hello. Don't be angry. No, don't be angry. Say, ah, eh, you meet somebody, eh, they are paying this person. You in the same company, you say, they are paying this one 200K. You, they are paying 35,350. I am wondering, ah, why? Don't be angry. Increase your worth inside. After a while, by themselves, they will say, you know what? We think we can pay you because the value you are producing is showing that you are worth more than that. What more than that? The pastor friend of mine, she got a job. And she got into, into the company. Some of you may have read the book. If you did read the book, um, Workplace Excellence by Pastor Dupe. If you did read the book, she talked about it there. She got into the, in the company and then she got in with a big salary. 
But she's HR and she, she started preparing the books and she saw that uh, some people are earning and they're on the same level. They are earning more. She realized that it's her bargaining power at the point of entry that determined how much she got paid. She wrote the company. She said, sorry, I underbargained. Please, this is my new offer. Take it or I, I step out. They accepted the offer. I said, eh, so eh, if she did not ask, knowing her what, she would not have known that it's possible for you to renegotiate. It's because you've not internalized how much you are worth inside. When they tell people your net worth, they're not saying how much you have in the bank. They're saying how much are you as an individual worth? If your standing come, boom. How your standing they appear. That's the what. That's the what. You go to some places, you see people, they say, ah, ah, bros, oh, can I get you wine? Can I get you this? And then you come and say, you'll take your water. Now your what? No, 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 no verse. No verse. Now your what? You say, you say, you look me finish. Give me pure water. Don't be angry. It just shows your what inside. It just shows your what. Just shows. So what you should do from that point is say, how can I increase the worth inside? So that when I show, they won't give me pure water. They'll ask me, what kind of wine do you want? And you say, no, don't worry. I'll just take water. You say, I'm a big man. Oh, you don't take water. Hey. It's the worth inside. It's not on the outside. So the greatness that you desire must first be internalized. So strong that it's so much inside of you. is eating you up completely. There are some things in my mind now that, boy, I have a meeting with one of my mentors next week. And I'm boiling with questions. Because I'm not here to play. Is this a plane? No, it's not. It's not. I'm not here to play. I'm here to do big things for God. And I have to become it first. Anything you want to achieve. You want to be a wife? He said, he that finds a wife. So you have to be a wife first before you are found. Come on, is someone hearing me? He that finds a wife. So you, even you guys, you the same thing. You got to be a husband. It's not the day you take the person to court or to church. I say, no, nah, I don't marry. No. You are a husband first before you become one. You are a wife first before you become one. You are a millionaire first before you become one. Before you become one. You're waiting for it on the outside. No. Say, one day, one day I will be great. You are great first inside. Before greatness catches up with it. Your outside will always catch up with who you are inside. It's only a matter of time. So don't spend time working on the outside. No, spend time working on the inside. Internalize it so strong. Spend time developing it so strong. That the outside has no choice than to catch up with who you are inside. Everything about my life has always come from inside. Always come from inside. I spend time and energy internalizing through the word of God who I am and who I should be. Everything from the way I dress to the way I talk to do everything about my business, everything, my clients, customers, everything. I spend countless time meditating, researching 
training myself how to reach people in this diaspora, how to reach people in this place and that place, going through research, study and everything to make sure that when the time comes, opportunity will meet preparation. And when it meets preparation, success happens. Success happens. So you look at certain people, you just say that the person was lucky. Come on, that's, that's not luck. No. Say, God just favored that person. That's not really it. The person put in some work, some diligence, some excellence into that thing that they're doing. Into it. Just like the story I was sharing in the first service. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary or so, they stood on one side. Opposite the tomb. Someone who had prepared. Someone who had got himself ready. Was the one that called the shots. And the ones who were there just sitting by the side of the tomb. They didn't matter. And interestingly, the Bible said when the guy finished what he was doing, he left. He didn't go to them. He left. Perhaps in my mind, I'm thinking that maybe if they were in a church, those ones would have felt we are the ones closer to Jesus because we attend service with him every day. But you, that you're always going to the king's palace, always traveling every now and then, that don't even stay in church, you do what you do. But it's his own that mattered. It's his own that mattered. Without him, they would not have been able to bury Jesus. They wouldn't have been able to bury him. God is not anti-greatness. He doesn't see greatness and say, Ew, no, all I just want you to do is come and clap your hands and pray and, shout and sing to me. No, 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 no. It's a means to something. It brings you to a place. So when we scream and shout, we are sent by the blood, by the word and by the spirit. That's what we're saying. That though we speak in tongues, we also control industries. Come on, is someone hearing me? Though we speak in tongues, we also do first class and two one. Are you hearing me? Though we speak in tongues, we can dress well. Come on. People can look at you and say, "Ah, I don't say this on a church boy. See how she dressed." No. They should look at you and say, my God, your face shows, your shoes shine. <laughs> don't look at you and say, I see in a church they come from. Nah, we don't see in a church cloth you wear. Is there something called church cloth? I, I don't know. People think that there's something called church cloth. Growing up, we used to reserve some clothes. We don't wear, say this one, a church cloth. Church cloth. That shouldn't be you. That shouldn't be you. Think differently. You're in a different space, a different environment. A diff but it starts from the inside. It starts from there. You visualize it. You see it. Spend time in God's presence and you see these things. When I pray, I don't just see spiritual things alone. I see houses. I see cars. I see lands. Not just spiritual things alone. No. I see corporations. I see doing business with people in high places. Not just that. Recently, I was, I was talking to someone about how that 
I feel someone needs to to set up uh, you know an industry that you know would do something in the fashion line and I was just having big pictures in my in my mind and my head concerning that I'm like wow this is what I'm talking about when I see excellence and it did do me some I don't know about you I'm attracted to excellence it pulls me calls for me beautiful things nice things I hope you guys are not allergic to nice things that no. it call for you because the god that you serve honestly He's a big god and he thinks in a different dimension in a different space but first it has to come from inside inside let god so rub off on you so much that when you come out you are dripping both inside and outside your drip outside is your drip inside when they talk to you and they, when they first see your dressing they say ha sister and then when you now speak, they'll say, Twilight. Because inside and outside, you're loaded. You're loaded. Not that they see you on the outside and when they talk to you, they say, oh, that one, there's nothing inside. No. You're loaded inside and outside. You know something about everything. You research wide. You, 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 you talk about things. When people are talking about politics, you can sit down and talk. Any subject at all, you have knowledge about it. You're reading wide. You're relevant in society. Not just only about church stuff. No. If I ask how many of you here today have friends that are unbelievers and that are your friends. I, I checked the pastor's phone one day and everybody I could see on that phone, pastor this, reverend this, pastor this, bishop this. I was like, what's going on here? You should have people on your contacts that don't know God. And they're your friends. You sit down together and talk. You carry something that cannot influence you. If you don't know what you carry, then there's a problem. Say, ah, I don't want to be unequally yoked together with you. Excuse me. It's because you're not sure of what you carry. That's why you think that darkness can influence you. No. You bring light to a dark generation. How can you bring light to a dark generation if you are not carrying your light and entering the darkness? How can you? How can you? And you're wondering why certain people are your friends. You think it's just for acquaintance? No. The light you carry is supposed to be their liberation. The solution to their mess is in you. But when you sit down to talk, you are not talking intelligently. You are talking the same way they are talking. So there is no way they can question you. There is no way they can question your source and know what you carry because you are talking the same language. But when they talk their own, because you carry something, your expression is different. And they say, this one is different. This one carries something. That's what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were serving a king that didn't know God. Yet they were serving the king. How many of us today will get calls to come to the palace to serve a king, a government that doesn't know God and then we're concerned because our spirituality will be compromised. Is it your spirituality? Are you the one that saved yourself? 
The one that has called you there knows why he's calling you there. Because he needs to be represented in the palace. Nehemiah chapter 2. I haven't even started preaching on. <laughs> That's the time. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 2. Now let me start. From verse 1. It said in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Ataxes, whatever that is, when wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been sad in his presence. And the king said to me, why is your face sad? Seeing you are not sick. This is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. I said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my face be sad? When the city, the place of my father's graves lies in ruins. And its gates have been destroyed by fire. Then the king said to me, what are, your, what are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven and I said to the king, if it pleases the king and if, it's, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. And the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him, how long will you be gone and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me. And when I had given him a time, and I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me, to the governors of the province beyond the river, that they may let me pass through until I come to Judah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that they may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the fortress of the temple and for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall occupy. And the king granted me what I asked. For the good hand of God was upon me. The reason God wants you where he wants you is to do the things that he wants done. So Nehemiah recognized that the hand of God, the good hand of God was upon me. So my Placement in the palace was relevant to the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem. And I recognized that. And when the time came, I knew why I was in the palace. And I asked for so and so and so to happen to me. Because I'm in the palace for a reason. For a reason. I'm in the company, I'm in the organization for a reason. For a reason. So we see Daniel, we see Nehemiah, we see Esther, people who have played roles in politics and, govern and government and how that their placement was because of a divine timing, a divine agenda. A divine agenda. Three things you need to do. One, have the right network. Have the right network of people. Have the right network of people. I talked about people within your network. Let it not be church folks alone. I tell people when you do business, don't let your business end here. When I ask you, how many people are your customers? By the time you've told me all the people in church, tell me the people in your company. Tell me the people I don't even know. Then now tell me people in China, people in Japan. Spread it out. Spread it out. 
then stay long enough for your time to be fulfilled. Stay long enough. In that place where God has placed you, stay long enough for your time. There's a reason you are there. There's a reason you are there. God may have sent you to that industry knowing that in six months' time, someone will walk through the door who will be the next governor of the state. In six months' time. But you didn't spend time enough there to meet that person. You didn't spend time enough. And the number three, don't lose your spirituality. Whatever you do, don't lose your spirituality. You will be tested just the same way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were tested. You'll be tested. Let them know in your office that you are a called out one. Let them know in your network that you are different. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. Say, ah, no, this one. You're different too. Don't give him this. Give him water or give him this. But you are all sitting together. But they know you. Because the time will come when all other mountains will run to this mountain. And this mountain must be ready at that time. This mountain must be ready. Because when they come to you, they want to know, ah, we need help. We've heard about you. We know you are different. You're not among us. That's why God has placed you there. See, we need help. You need help. Pastor Boye is one of our pastors in the ministry. He's the... Is it the MD now or CEO? How do I call it? Call on. Is it the MD or CEO now or CFAO? General... Okay, something like that. CEO, MD or whatever. Of CFAO Motors. He said he will get to the office and... One of their plants, one day he got to the one of their plants, manufacturing plants. He got there early in the morning and he entered the plant and began to speak to all the machines. He's the CEO. He began to speak to the machines, speak to the production plant, lay hands on them. Staff came, saw him. He's the CEO. There's nothing you can do. When your CEO is speaking in tongues, you will go and be born again. Not that you will, you will go and look for born again to be. That's the kind of thing God wants to do through you. That when they see you, they see you, they say, ah, this person, this person. But yet still speaking in tongues by the blood, by the word, by the spirit. They'll be forced to come to the mountain of the Lord. That's what brings them. So he gets into his office and then the next thing he said, sometimes for hours, one counseling session to another. Office, yes. He says, sir, I just came to tell you. This, that, that, that. He said, come, let me pray with you. He is the CEO. Pray with them. They go. Testimony. They come back. Ah, it has happened. When he says, let's do morning devotion, will they not come? What are you saying? something. He said, the good hand of God was upon me. Was upon me. Glory to God. 
want to talk about the mountain of arts and entertainment. It's all about creativity. First Samuel chapter 16. First Samuel chapter 16. From verse 16 very quickly. It said, "Let our Lord now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful in playing the lyre. And when the harmful spirit from God is upon you, he will play it and you will be well." So Saul said to his servant, "Provide for me a man who can play well and bring him to me." The palace is not looking for people who can pray well. The palace is looking for people who can play well, who have skill useful in the palace. But when you get there, your playing well ability will now help your playing well ability. So you can't say, "Oh, pastor has said they are not looking for people who can pray." So prayer ends today. No, that's not what I'm saying. You are prayed up and you have skill and knowledge such that when they call for you, what they will see first is your skill and knowledge. Behind that skill and knowledge is a prayed up Holy Ghost talking believer. Pushing your skill, pushing your knowledge. He said, "Let your light so shine before men, so that they may see what. Come on, echo it. That they, see, they may see what. Your good works. Your good works. So you let some good works show. When they see those good works, what do they do? They glorify God, because they know at that point the good hand of God is upon you. But what they will see first is your good works." It's your good works. That's what will attract them. That's what will attract them. Three or four things you do wonder creativity, mountain of arts and entertainment. Know your craft. Research. Increase in knowledge. Know your craft. Know your craft. The Bible says in Proverbs, let the wise hear. Let the wise hear. and increase in learning and the one who understands obtains guidance proverbs 1 verse 5 know your craft increase in learning be the best at what you do don't just do it for doing sake no be the best at it number 2 give time and available resources to quality give time and available resources available resources because many a time people think that i don't have enough what you have available make the most of it give time and available resources to quality don't say you cannot deliver on quality because the resource is not enough no no i tell people if i stay in one room just one room the size of this place it will be so excellent you will desire that my one room i will not because i stay in one room live shabbily no why because it is inside it's not outside so you are saying to yourself god no when you bless me with a two bedroom everything will be sharp 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 is a lie that two bedroom will also be anyhow because it's inside not outside the same thing with wealth money no when i get more money i'll be this no If you cannot be diligent with the re- available resources that you have, when you get more, the same thing will happen. 
The same thing will happen. So oh, the reason my, uh, my finances are not together is because I'm not earning enough. Oh, you are even earning at all. See, by the time uh, the money increases, I will manage it well. No, if you cannot manage it now, when it increases, you cannot manage it. That's the truth. So it's who you are inside, not the outside. Number three, let your expression be well packaged with excellence. Let your expression be well packaged with excellence. Whatever it is that you do, let it be excellently done, excellently packaged. What attracted me to Gloria's uh, product was the excellence it was packaged in. And when I showed it to someone, I said, see, look at this. He said, what the person said was, this is excellently done. Well packaged. Because before people see anything, they will see your packaging. Your packaging would have sold before the product itself. Why do you buy Indomie? It's because they put on the wrapper, they put chicken, they put this. When you open it, it's chicken inside. And you are wondering why this Indomie is not... <laughs> you did not go to Harvard. Because the packaging just... When they do the advert, you like... But when you want to cook it, two minutes, everything is said that you are looking at. In your mind, you are eating chicken. <laughs> it's packaging. You package it well. With excellence. 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 Whatever product or service you are offering... Package it well with excellence. There's some creativity to it. Creativity to it. Then lastly, know your audience. Know your audience. You are not sent to everybody. Not everybody is your customer. Am I talking to you? No. Say, madam, ah, how much do you think? He says 10,000. Ah, you know, grid 325. That person is not your customer. Don't take the person's details. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but honestly, you're not sent to everyone. You're not sent to everyone. No. Say, Let me just sell so that uh, market good day. No, no, no. You've not found your market. When you find your market, you will know you found it. You're not sent to everyone. Sent to everyone. Know your audience. Know who you are sent to. Even Jesus said, I'm not sent, but to the lost sheep of the household of Israel. I'm not sent to everybody. Paul was not sent to everybody. Peter was not sent to everybody. So why are you thinking that everybody will be your customer? No. Not everybody will be your customer. As wonderful as Indomie is, not everybody buys it. Some people don't like it. Some people like the other one. I don't know the other one. Say no. There are different types now. So know your audience. You're not sent to everybody. Say, so if I don't sell it now, who will buy? You've not known your customer. Your customers will pay premium for your product when it's excellently packaged. Excellently done. Presented. They'll pay premium for it. And they won't worry about the price because they're your customers. You're not sent to everyone. Stand to your feet, church. Glory to God. Have you been blessed this morning? Amen. Glory to his name. Someone say greatness is calling for me. And I'm getting ready. Say it like you mean it. Greatness 
is calling for me and I'm getting ready. Glory to God. Can you lift your hands and just appreciate God? Thank him for the word you've received. Ask for the strength and enablement to work the word, to do the word. Ask for the strength of God to empower you to do the word. Let the word be fruitful in you. Let it be productive. Let it bring out stuff in you. So that you will not be the same. You will not be ordinary. There's something about you. There's a greatness in you that must find expression. A greatness in you that must find expression. Lift your hands to him. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Wherever that greatness is calling for, I ask that the good hand of God will be upon you in the name of Jesus. That hand will continue to lift you up from wherever you are till you get to the palace and fulfill all that God has called you to do in Jesus' name. Please put those hands together for the Lord. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.